0: right, Tyler, let's jump over to a different side of the media landscape. We're going to go from uh, news media to film media, cinema media, and exhibition. So uh, Cinemark's boss has some thoughts on the new Universal AMC deal that I wanted to highlight and discuss with you, Mr. Tyler. So uh, just for some context, Universal and AMC have come to a historic deal, which is shortening the theatrical window from three months to three weeks, which is a major crunch, Uh, 17 days to be more uh, exact, more specific. Basically, this is going to keep movies in their exclusive theater phase, if they are in an AMC theater and they're a Universal movie, uh, for only 17 days versus three months before becoming available for VOD, Video On Demand, and other digital access points uh, to the film. Uh, part of the deal is that AMC gets a cut from the digital revenue on streaming this content, but uh, that's a huge, huge reduction. In time where the movie theater had exclusive, uh, you know, revenue generating potential for exhibition of the movie. So we have some thoughts from industry professionals. Uh, Coming in a video form on our publication, actually, so uh, keep an eye out for that, everyone that's listening. Uh, But as we continue conversations around this shift in the exhibition industry, I wanted to highlight comments from AMC's rival in the space, Cinemark. Uh, Mark Zarate, Cinemark CEO, gave his thoughts on the whole deal and the future of the industry on the company's Q2 sales call. So here are the highlights that stood out to me. Quote, Consistent with our past practices, Cinemark does not comment on the actions of our competitors. That said, we believe an exclusive theatrical window is critically important. While we have publicly stated that we're willing to have conversations with our studio partners to evolve windows, we're mindful that an overly aggressive, shortened theatrical window could have an adverse impact to the mid-tail end of a film's life. Hmm. Um, he goes on to say that even with major deals between uh the two media names, Universal and AMC, uh, Zerati claims that there hasn't been a lot of change in back-end talks with industry professionals, at least in the short term. He's claiming that conversations like this are ongoing, and they have been for a while. He said, quote, there hasn't been any new aggressive discussion that I'd characterize as ongoing and not different. Uh, Last main chunk I want to highlight here, this is from a previous conversation he had with uh, Deadline. And Zerati gave a breakdown of the theatrical window release ecosystem that I think is important and might give more context into how he views this whole situation. Quote, The studios created windows, and they like it because it allows them to re-market and get additional revenue from the next sequential window along the line. You start with your highest per cap window, which is theatrical, and you work your way down. Theatrical also creates... Excuse me. Theatrical also clearly creates value for all the ancillary markets. From the home entertainment market, we see time and time again people who actually rent movies tend to have seen it already in theater. So the theatrical business sets it up, helps the ancillary video market, clearly helps the merchandising and theme park business for the two companies that are heavily into theme parks, so it's the engine that lights the fire. I don't see a categorical change in this." End quote. So, Based on those thoughts, Tyler, do mm-hmm. we agree with Zarati? Is this ecosystem as firm as he says? Uh, does this feel like uh, something that, you know, in the way he describes it, wouldn't be a full step away anytime soon because of the way that this dynamic uh, serves many other markets?
1: I think that this ecosystem has shifted and Zerati is on the back end of it. And you don't have to look too much further than that quote from Deadline. Where he says people who actually rent movies tend to have already seen them in the theater. Um, I guess I guess occasionally I'll rent a movie like through a service or something like that, like through Amazon Prime or something along those lines. But I, I don't know. I I I, I people just don't rent movies. I don't think at the same frequency, do they? And so this this pattern of. People go see something in the theater. They wait till it comes out, or whatever. Like has has kind of been busted up by the fact that um, more and more movies are just getting released exclusively on things like Netflix and, and and that sort of thing. And so, if if there needs to be an evolution, uh, I think that um, I think that it's it's probably now. And I don't see that that's that the ecosystem is as firm as he would like to believe. And you know, I, I think by striking this deal what amc has done is if you do enjoy seeing certain things in theaters you've created some urgency in doing that right which i think is i think is beneficial like if you know that something's not going to be there for as long as it used to be then maybe there's more of an incentive to actually get out and and go see that movie in in theaters if that's something that you enjoy doing um, rather than than waiting around, which leads to bigger premieres, which leads to larger hype and, and things along those lines. And so I, I think that by shortening that window that something is in theaters, you create that urgency and you have, I think, that, that ancillary benefit down the road in that there was more excitement around it from the beginning. And it acknowledges a, a, the fact that the paradigm is shifted in terms of how we consume media. And I don't think Zerati's comments illustrate that.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I... I want to believe Zarati here. I want to believe that the industry has this kind of resilience around this dynamic that would prevent uh, AMC or Cinemark or, uh, more importantly, in my opinion, the smaller uh, uh, theaters, you know, the smaller exhibition professionals uh, who really don't have the capacity to strike these monstrous deals with... And by monstrous, I just mean massive, not like... (laughs) Satanic and evil, Um, though, I mean, some people could interpret it that way. Uh, You know, these deals that will uh, invariably uh, hurt if they become widespread the smallest players in the space. Again, sort of reaffirming how COVID has been uh, really uh, widening the gap between small business and, uh, you know, corporate massive chains that lead in many of their industries right now. Uh, So as much as I want to believe Zerati, I I think I'm kind of with you. I think that to some degree, uh, if COVID continues in this way, uh, and by that I mean continues to spread, numbers continue to be volatile, and our response continues to be haphazard, it's gonna create an ecosystem that's hard to judge, right? When are things gonna go back to, quote, normal for a theater chain? I think that can be really hard to predict right now. And so I can see why AMC would want to, you know, basically give itself some short-term revenue growth and uh, potential for uh, getting money off of the uh, video on demand releases because people aren't going to the theater to watch anything. But, uh, yeah, I mean, t- to kind of go against Zerati, the-, the fact that this deal is happening in the first place, and the fact that it's with AMC, uh, I think shows that these chains are getting desperate. And uh, Zarati probably doesn't want to go out and give a huge speech saying, yep, you know, Cinemark is screwed, AMC is screwed, and uh, we're absolutely <laughs> going to just... Uh, shoot ourselves in the foot and destroy our business model and, um, you know, completely rethink how exhibition fits into the broader context of the film experience. Cool, see ya. You know, like, that's not going to be what he says. It's probably not going to be a great signal for investors, right? I mean, he's the CEO of the company. He's going to give a more optimistic response in the wake of a deal like this. But I think the fact that the deal exists in the first place... Uh, even if sales are good otherwise, or even if they can hold out and not go bankrupt, uh, I think there is a, a dynamic shift here where the individual consumer may not uh, miss the theater experience so much that they uh, are upset with it being shortened to three weeks. Um Data shows that that is where most of the revenue happens, anyways, for uh, these theater chains and uh, for a film. Like the majority of the watching is going to happen in the first three weeks, which is part of what influenced this AMC Universal deal. Mm -hmm. And if we just see chains reduce in number and the theater experience get, uh, you know, crushed in many ways, uh, if the expansion of at home, Technology solutions and quality continues to grow. Will consumers care? And uh, you know, I think I think what this is showing us is that the exhibition industry is becoming more of a niche experience. It's not the way to access these films anymore. And AMC and Universal, uh, you know, I, I I think for the exhibition indus- industry, excuse me, um, AMC's move looks like they're shooting themselves in the foot. AMC could be seeing this as this is just the way the direction of the industry is going. Right. And we need, we need to adapt and uh, we need to uh, be realistic about how people are consuming film in theaters. So I, you know, I, I want to agree with Zerati, like I said, but it just feels like things are moving in a direction where exhibition is less important and, and, um, you know, less of a key part of the ecosystem, and I think that is going to continue and be re-cemented with COVID. Uh, I, I I don't think the breakdown he gives for the value of the three-month theatrical run is in line with the way media's headed, man. I yeah. Mean, you know, large media companies, you know, when, when we think about just the way that the content's being produced, I mean, we saw an IP like um uh Star Wars get released uh December of last year uh to atrocious reviews the movie uh you know hit numbers but critically flopped uh I definitely did not like it I didn't think it was well done mm-hmm. and I think it it you know sh- showed and when we look at game of thrones too the way game of thrones ended right met with huge fanfare and then all of a sudden it just sort of crashed and burned and everyone was like what happened to the show uh and uh you know why was the ending so haphazard and rushed and i think it just goes to show that uh major media studios are producing content at a rate and in a way that isn't really about oh, we need to create an experience where the art is going to be enjoyed in the medium that is most important. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not saying that film isn't being created in that way at all, but the major studios, you know, this is a business operation for them. It's not an art operation. So pumping out major motion pictures and blockbusters, if they can do it in a way that gets them more immediate video on demand um, revenue. Right. And... Uh, you know, continues the trend forward of like, boom, this is the perfect opportunity to uh, change our business model to be more focused on growth, 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 and speed, speed, speed of content, then, you know, perfect. This totally fits in line with what we're already doing. Let's just ramp it up and really go 100% on, you know, uh, movies are only gonna be in theaters for three weeks, so we need to pump out the rate that we're getting these movies out. Doesn't matter if they're fantastic or mediocre, as long as they are advertised well and make us money, and we can retain the video on demand revenue boom we win that mentality and trend is very apparent in the business operations of the, the cinema and just more broadly the media industry today and mm-hmm. so I think those dynamics are going to win out over some idea that the theatrical release window is like an important step in the ecosystem. I think many people don't give a damn about that step in the ecosystem. Like, there's not some obligation to respect that step in the ecosystem. What they want to see is how can we adapt and continue to grow and make more of a profit, especially as COVID, you know, wrecks the industry. How can we come out on top? I think the way to, the way to do that is just retaining the content more and pumping it out even faster. And that's what this deal looks like. That's why I, I unfortunately, cannot agree with Zerati completely.
1: I'm with you. I'm with you, man. Yeah, it's tough.
0: This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries.